guys, this is Brienne. And this is Catherine. And we're best friends. Who happen to be Shit's Creek lovers. So, we decided to start a podcast where we can talk about the show, what we love about it, spread some positivity and laughter, and even bring in some like-minded friends along the way. Join us every week for Ew, David, a Shit's Creek Giggle Fest, an episode-by-episode podcast all about Shit's Creek and how hilarious we think it is. We love this journey for us, and we hope you love it too. Hello, friends. Welcome back. Good morrow, buddy. Good morrow. Welcome. Welcome. We've made it. Season two, episode 10. Another week. Another week. Here we are. No, you're right. It's 10. Don't worry about me. Don't worry about me. I I did the right notes today. That's good. Two weeks in a row. (laughs) What? I promise I did. Yep. Ronnie's party. We only have like three episodes left in this season, you know. We're getting I know and we move on in season three. Which is like one of my favorite. I'm so excited. Oh, we're gonna have Ron on here soon then too. Is that what that means? Yeah. He's supposed to be coming back for the finale. Heck yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's gonna be so fun. I love season three, so I'm stoked. Also, I love all season finales because I love them so they're the the like emotional ones that really like get you they really get you your heartstrings they tug at them yeah I think I've cried in almost every season finale not just the finales but yes all of them I have for sure yeah except for I think season one I think that was the only one I didn't like get all emotional about season finales they they get you well anyway here we are emotions they're coming they're coming you probably um, cried with david when he drove away in season one. Oh, oh, you're right season one i did not oh you didn't no wow no i think together. i was more shooketh than anything <laughs> all right because i was just really flabbergasted at moira and johnny's reaction to this man's stroke oh that's right that was cool so i don't think I was at all emotional about any of that. Yeah, they, they mixed in a lot of comedy on that one. There was a lot. Okay, yeah. then it, it'll get emotional. We're getting there. I'm excited. Yeah. How it's are you be- though, buddy? I'm doing very well. Yeah, it's a Sunday afternoon. We're on our regular recording day again, which is nice. I've had a pretty calm day. Doing well. How are you feeling? It's a day. It's a day. I'm excited to do this again. Yeah, same. One of my joys in life, for sure. For sure. So, let's do this. Shall we Shall we commence? Let's commence. <laughs> okay. For the BS, Johnny and Moira try to pin down a key demographic at Ronnie's. David babysits Wendy's stepdaughter. And Alexis has an intense first day at the vet clinic. Dun-dun-dun. You made that so much more dramatic than it is. I know this episode is not dramatic at all, but here not we are. One, one bit, but that's all right. You're welcome. All right, here we go with the credits. It was written by Matt Kippen, Dan and Eugene Levy, Chris Bosbon, Stephanie Callender, David West Reed, Amanda Walsh. Oh, and that's it. I thought there was one more name, but there's not. <laughs> it was directed by Paul Fox as a cast of 16, a crew of 172 in Canada. It aired on March 8th, 2016, and in the U.S. on May 11th, 2016. And 
you know, at some point in other countries that are not listed on the internet. Wow. Wow. The detail in that. Did it. Thank you. I made it. <laughs> I'm getting pretty good at the credits now. You're super good at it. Super good at it. Okay. Thanks. And the play-by-play. Where Here do we, we start off? The motel. We sure do. With Roland and Jocelyn, they're back since we didn't get to see them Yay. last episode. Here they yes. are. And they're bringing the leftovers. Right. Yeah. They're really not in it much, but at least we saw them. Nope. Right. They're bringing leftovers to Johnny and Moira. Right? Well, leftovers from an apparent political shindig. Yeah. From so the night before. Jocelyn was schmoozing people, getting right. herself some donations, and Johnny and Moira were not invited for obvious reasons. Right. But and Moira nice. basically was like, well, thank you for the table scraps. Right. Which I thought was rude because they did not need to bring leftovers. No. Like, that was so nice of them to bring extra food so they could have, like, home-cooked See, food. No, but this wasn't a nice gesture. That's this true. was a, we got money. On the surface. We had a political nice. smooth fest last night. Throw this in your face gesture. But they didn't have to bring food to do that. They could have done that any old time at the cafe. But I feel like because they are table scraps, that it was a purposeful diss. Okay, that's fair. I could see that. I mean, that's why I feel like the entire situation is just like, they were talking about you too, Moira. Like, they're like, really just like. Yeah, Jocelyn for sure. They're digging it in there a little bit. Roland was not. Because like Johnny says, he's very simple minded. He he is. I mean, he's he's digging it in in the way that he thinks that he should, I guess. That was a weird way of putting that. I know. I said it, and then I questioned myself. It's fine. Yeah, that was an interesting sentence. In other words, Jocelyn was being a little sneaky, sneaky lady. A little sneaky sneak. Sneaky sneak, and wanted to throw it in their faces, and Moira caught it and understands and knows exactly the kind of game that Jocelyn is playing. Yeah. And there we um, And then Johnny and, jo- Johnny and Roland are kind of just there supporting their wives. Yeah, because I don't think either one of them really cares all that much about this, to be honest. Because I think I Johnny... think that they care that their 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 wives care. But yeah, I don't think that they're just like in it. Yes, I would agree with Maybe. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that happened. So some snarkiness, some some side eye. It's good start. Sass. Always good to start with some sass. It's good to start with some sass, and then. Next, we're still at the motel, but now we're in David and Alexis's room where Alexis is coming out and is complaining to David because she has to wear scrubs. But what does that really mean? Right, is what she wants to know. As if there was any other way to interpret you have to wear scrubs to work than right. wearing scrubs. Right, right. Well, she complains about uh, hiding the sexuality of a woman's body and David kind of hits her with, well, I don't think sex appeal is the, the main motivator right. for a nursing uniform. So to which she brings up Halloween like, because what does right. he know? Right. But you can tell that David's really just enjoying her little crisis that she has with this uniform. He's egging it on as he lies on his bed. It's great. through a magazine. And then he... At the end, when she's finally, like, accepted it, he's like, you look like a stick of gum. Like, she'd finally come to terms with it, and then he just ruined it. 
Right. It was great. She had she put the scrubs on. Everything was great. She was fine. She was gonna go through with it. He fucked it up. He did. Yeah. We also job. Job. We also learn in this scene what Alexis's first job was. If you really want to call it a job. Yes. Her first job was um being on the team for edible nail polish. Mm -hmm. She came out with the line. She was very hands on. Yeah. And apparently all the flavors herself. And apparently a whole bunch of people got lead poisoning from it. So, you know, she probably killed a couple people. That it was lead free. So, ugh. <laughs> incorrect. That's what she does. So, I, why do I feel like that's the only job she's had? Because it is. <laughs> like Every, nothing, nothing is, since. And that's not a job. So, well, no. I mean, maybe though. Picking out that's the flavors. Well, that's hard work. You know. I you guess, want cherry I or watermelon? I, suppose. <laughs> I really want to know what some of the flavors were, though. Like, what flavors would you want if you could have well, like, why an edible nail? Why do you need polish? edible nail polish? Let's just I go don't know, further. You're, you're bored in class or at work. What are you gonna do? You want a little snack? All right, put my thumb in my mouth. You know, bite my nails. Tastes like chocolate or lemon or raspberry. And I really wish y'all could see the face Brianna is giving me because she looks. Because- <laughs> What's the difference between that and like flavored lip gloss? You don't and need you a flavor. You have to bite your nails. Okay, but a lot of people bite their nails anyway, so it's just taking advantage of that part of the market. You know, smart. <laughs> but is so if I were it... to come out with a line of edible nail polish, your face is telling me you would not support me. <laughs> Buddy, I support you in whatever you do as long as you get it from a factory that's lead free. All right. We'll okay. make sure of it. Fair. <laughs> Dumb. Oh, okay. If I ever have enough money to start up a business, now we know what it is. That's, that's, that's what it is. That's the you. one. <laughs> we found it. We found it, everyone. Thank you. It's my life's dream now. And her edible nail polish. It's what I'm working toward now. <laughs> okay, it's my goal anyways. in life. New new business ventures. Thanks, Alexis, for the inspiration. Shit's Creek. Good motivation. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for your time. Oh gosh. <laughs> anyway, shall we move on from the nail polish? Probably, probably. Um, we go to the blouse barn. Yes, we sure do. Wendy's on the phone with Gerald. That's her husband, correct? I believe so. Asking uh-huh. how much money someone has taken. Yeah. Yeah, they're having some serious money troubles. Wendy's struggling. She's, she's real struggling. She's super stressed about whatever is happening. Yes. And David comes yes. in mm-hmm. and just checks on her. It's very sweet and asks if everything is okay. She needs anything from the cafe. Yeah. And so she's he's going to get her a tea, which I thought was very nice of him to offer. But, you know. She's looking to give him some cash because she can't use her cards for whatever reason. And well, David... because David spent all of her money. <laughs> that would be the reason. You're right. That is the reason. I feel she like to him, she's like that card. No, 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 no. Yeah, she does mention the card. I feel like he's not her only problem, though. He's her problem at work, but there are problems right. going on at home. Like she was arguing oh, with yeah. Gerald about this too. So she's just all around right. responsible with the credit cards right 
all around not doing well. Well, yeah, he says, well, if the card isn't working, but I have four more, four more. Mm-hmm. How many do we already have? Four more taxidermy peacocks coming in. Right. Are these size peacocks? Are these the black and white peacocks that we've seen around the store? Like, does he? Because do you remember seeing those? You no. look like you don't. Yes. Yes. He has some black and white ones. So does he like taxidermy them and then like paint them black and white instead of letting them be their natural peacock color? Is that a thing that people can do? I've heard that there are black and white peacocks as well as white peacocks. Are there? I'm going to have to look into this. I'm going to have to do okay. a little peacock research. Well, regardless research. of the fact that he needs four more. <laughs> he needs four more. For a clothing, for a clothing store, right? Like, what are they here for? It's, it's the aesthetic, the you know. I, mean, the I guess, but like, I guess, right? No, no, I'm with you. It's uh, ridiculous, anyway. but for David, it uh, makes essentially, sense. he is just like, you know what? This is really intense, so I'm gonna go get you that tea. You're a and doll, yes. David. And yeah. That's it. That's it. Because then somebody that's calls. And she doesn't even pick up the phone because she knows it's Gerald with another problem or the school. And she can't deal with it. Either yeah. one. So clearly her daughter is having some troubles at school too. So she is just Wait. a hot mess. Living a hot mess. It's Poor okay. Woman. It's okay, Wendy. Um, She'll get then we go to Zivet Clinic. Yes, we do. Slash um, Ted home. <laughs> honestly, so I love how Alexis walks in. Sorry I'm a little late. I wasn't sure of the etiquette on this, so I just walked around the block for a bit. Like, what? she could she could have been on time, but she thought it was like a party or something. You know, like, only the losers show up on time. I mean, I show up on time, so I guess or I should. Or you have to be that. fashionably but, late. It makes right. no sense. But she walks around the block for a bit before walking inside, and Ted's like, well, showing up on time is great, but early is probably best, so. Yeah. Because I feel like he knows early for her is going to be right on time. Right. Pretty much, <laughs> essentially. He knows her that well. Um, but then they show that she has cut off the bottom half of her scrub yeah. pants. Like, more than half. Like, she's wearing like, some, like little short side. shorts. Yeah. To but an animal. really thing. cute shoes, if I can say. Yes, that is true. Those shoes she's the were... Shoe amazing and i want them she has a lot of good shoes and throughout the series her and moira have got killer shoes man yes i love amazing. it i love it um but ted is like alexis bare legs are dangerous <laughs> which again she takes as a compliment when it's not meant as one. because like you said she's very good at that she's great but yeah what he meant is like you know fleas or ticks can burrow under your skin if you're not covered up right right which very easily and you don't and she doesn't want that for sure or even getting fur on her leg because she hates the dogs so like right right just protect yourself but she's still fine i feel like she didn't really expect to be around animals though even though she's working in a vet clinic she's fully expecting just sit there answer the phone and like stay separate little secretary yeah Mm -hmm. that's exactly it Yep. But he assures her that it'll be fine that she can file for the day. Who has like, okay, I will do the filing. And she wipes off the computer and tries to make her space cute and then out Ted comes with a loner pair of pants. 
Yep. Because who doesn't want to wear someone about. else's pants? Right. I really Let alone those pants with those heels in general. She's going to hate it. Yeah. But here we are. That's the situation she's gotten herself into, though. I kind of blame you live David and you learn a lesson. Her. Yeah, yeah, I kind of blame David for telling her she looked like a stick of gum too, because I That's feel like true. he wasn't going to cut him off until David said that. That, but there true. we are. She was already in them. She was ready. Too, yeah, she so. was going to go. Good job, David. <sighs> Good job, David. Yeah, and Big then we moved to the cafe. Yes, Moira rocks. First of all, Moira's outfit is adorable. Yeah, she's got a good I one. I love on. the combo that she's in. That it's pink a good one. floral skirt with the black blouse. I loved it. Gorgeous. Um, but Moira good... walks in and Ronnie's at the bar. Is it really Moira... a bar though in the cafe? Well, I mean like the bar the counter. Counter thing. <laughs> yeah. We just call it that. I'd call it that. It's fine. We're there. That's where Ronnie's sitting anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> She's having her breakfast, reading her little newspaper, just enjoying her morning until Moira walks in. Well, because Moira tries to, like, butter her up, and she's like, did you get new khakis or, like... (laughs) Right. Is that something exciting? No, Moira, just get get to the point. Yeah, what Um, do you want? Which she eventually does, and is like, okay, so I'm going to presume that you were at Jocelyn's event. Um... Because Ronnie's and everywhere. Was, and Ronnie's, Ronnie's reply was, too much dairy. Right. As if that's the first thing that comes to your mind when you go to a party. There was too much milk. They really put too much cheese. Like, what? But here's what, I'm, if you're lactose intolerant and you're not told that there's that much lactose in, your, in what you're eating or you're not paying attention, maybe she did have a bad night. <laughs> You know what? That's probably what happened, actually. Now right. that you say that. Well, then Moira's like, well, if anyone knows how to put a lactose intolerant in the hospital, <laughs> it's our Jocelyn. Like, it's a talent that she has. Oh my God. But she goes straight to the point and yeah. basically is like, Ronnie, what candidate are you going to endorse? I love that Ronnie is the, like, opinion that they're, like, Ronnie's the person they're fighting they for. to endorse them. Yeah. Well, because, I mean, first of all, she's on council, so she has some power there. But also, I feel like she's one of the more, like, normal people in town. Right. Whose, whose opinion people would actually respect. So well, and they're not going to go to, they're not going to go to Roland right now. It's not going to be Roland because his wife's in it. It's not going to be Bob because, though we love Bob, he's kind of an idiot. So who really Obvious cares to Bob? why we're not going to Bob here. Yeah. So this makes sense. So yeah, she asks her to put her weight behind her and then realizes what she said. And she says, I mean, your political weight clout, clout. is the word clout. I was looking for. I love that. And Ronnie's basically like, well, why would I vote for you? I mean, that's a fair question. Yeah, straight and into it. She hasn't been in town that long. She's shown literally no interest in the town or politics or right. other people. Right. It's a valid but question, but you know, it's Moira a valid question, but she has a good answer. Yeah. yeah, Moira gives her some good answers to that. Basically, she says that, you know, Roland's already on the council, and I see your frustration with him. Imagine having his wife on the council who would support his agenda. 
Whereas right. you and I could support each other's agendas, which is valid. It really good is. Good point. Good point. That was a very good, like, political speech right. she gave there. I thought I was like, okay, Moira. Right. Well, because Moira can't butter her up the way that, like, she's not going to do that to her. Ronnie is like, you're just going to have to tell it like it is. Like, tell it to her. Straight. Yeah. So, I don't yeah. think you can butter Ronnie up because no. she sees through all that stuff. No. Yeah. So Ronnie, Ronnie agrees that that could be good. So she essentially tells Moira that she's going to invite some of her girlfriends over. And if she can get on the good side of these women, then let's just say, quote unquote, she will be pinning down a key demographic. Right. We don't know. What to, be, sure what yeah, to be determined what that key demographic is. But, but Moira has an idea. <laughs> yep. So then we go back to the yeah. vet clinic. Yes. Hmm. And there's an old lady named Doris in there with her cat. And Alexis is talking to her about her old neighbor. What's his name? Albert, Albert, I think. Yeah, she clearly has a little crush on little Albert. Right. But Albert is allergic to cats. Right. So So he can't go over to visit her. Yeah, the real predicament. It's sad. It's sad for her. So Alexis is trying to help Doris through that and is like talking to her. Yeah. And I love it because while she's happy, like she's fully engaged in this conversation, like Alexis is all in. Right. Then the phone rings and she's just like, how can I help you? Can I put you on hold? And then just does it without, without the other person on the other end of that line, just saying anything so she can get right, right back to Doris. I love it. Right. Well, because to Alexis, she's doing a good job by, by talking to the customer, but then right. Ted comes out and lets her know that like, it's not just this that you need to do. You haven't done the filing. There's three calls on hold. There's more Doris's job. Here. Like, yeah. are you like, are you sure you're up for the job? He, you can tell he's frustrated that she's not doing well. Yeah, because she hasn't done any work. She's just right. talking to Doris. Right. And he so she's mentioned thrown that. off by it, but. Yeah, because he also mentions that Doris is there every week. So he's probably thinking like, oh, my gosh, every time Doris is here, <laughs> she's going to be sitting right. on the couch with right. her talking this about what Albert I hear every week. Yeah. Yeah. We also got another glimpse into Alexis's past in her conversation with yes, Doris. We did. Yes, we she's did. talking about making difficult relationships work. And there was like a sultan or something. Is this correct? She couldn't look at his face. And so they made it work for like talk. half a something or something. Half a regime change is what she said. Okay. Yeah. So there's what? that. <laughs> I mean, that's just another glimpse. Right. into what her life used to be which is just insane super interesting but there we have it there, we, there go. we have it and then we go to the blouse barn again where wendy is on the phone again yeah yeah um, clearly frustrated again right i'm pretty she hangs up on whoever she's on the phone with right i think so yeah yeah she just hangs up david comes in excited that they have sold another pawn show yeah, another. They've sold more than one to Wendy's shock. Right. I want to know. that they sold one. Right. Because first of all, who's going to wear that? Doesn't sound very comfortable. But also, I want to know how expensive those things are. That's got to be super expensive. A leather poncho? You know it's real leather with David. It's not going to be fake leather. Because we already know PETA hates this family. <laughs> right. So, like, yikes. But... He did it. He's becoming quite the salesman. He did it anyway, and essentially is like, okay, but I'm gonna leave now. So you good? 
And Wendy basically says that she's in a predicament because she has a meeting at the school and uh-huh. doesn't have anyone to take care of her stepdaughter. Exactly. And about so three says, different times. I need someone to watch my stepdaughter. Okay, well, if I you need, need help for me. Right. I need someone to take care okay, of my well, stepdaughter. Okay, well, if there's anything I can do. She's trying so hard to get out. Really did. I need you. Like, you. Yeah, and he can't say no. Nope. So, so David is officially babysitting. He is officially babysitting. Wendy's going to drop her off at four. And then as he's leaving, you're a doll. <laughs> that was just such a Wendy way of saying things. Right. I love her. I love She's, her so much. I love her so much. Then we go uh, back to the vet clinic again. Yeah. Where... I love the way Alexis yes. is refilling those little brochures. Yes. Not just putting them all in at once. Just like a little toss into the little thing. Like, it oh, keeps gosh. her busy for longer. Well, isn't there still like the huge stack of filing that she hasn't even touched? <laughs> I did not look that way. So I'm not sure. I'm not certain either, but I feel like she has not done that. Probably not. But I don't, I don't know though, maybe because she kind of picked it up after their last conversation. Because then she goes into his office to like try to talk to him about what he said. Right, right. And Ted is like, now is really just not a good time. Yeah, he's looking stressed. He's freaking out a little bit. Um, And let the next know that Mittens is dead. Uh Uh-oh. And Alexis' reaction. Ew. Ew. (laughs) Not like, oh my gosh, that's awful. Or oh my god, how sad for Doris. Just ew. Ew. But she does she does ask how she's gonna tell Doris because she's like (gasps) she does think about her. Yeah. Um, she's gonna be devastated. Yeah, she's in there every week with that cat because she's so yep. worried about it. Right, and, and Ted basically is like, "You can't say anything." Yeah, which is that really gonna work with Alexis? But you know, she's gonna try. She's gonna try. She's gonna try because she basically is like, "Okay, you want me to act like nothing happened? Okay, like, how do I do that?" Right. That's hard though. To be that fair, is. that's like I used to sit on. That really is, and then like. When Ted does come out to tell her, like, if she knew you knew, I would feel awful. Like, I've been talking to you this whole time and I knew I just didn't tell you. Like, that's hard not to say anything. But Alexa really tries. Yeah. She really tries. She's trying to keep it together. We go back to the motel where David walks into the lobby. First of all, I love David's pants. (gasps) Me too. I was going to mention him. The one with the flowers, right? Yes. His floral pants. I love them. Yeah. Um, but he walks into the lobby and he's asking Stevie if she has any DVDs or dusty board games lying around. I love that he asked for dusty board games, not board games. Right. Because he knew if they're around, they're dusty. Right. Well, no one. But then Stevie hits him with, those are only for our platinum clients. <laughs> <laughs> I love her sass so much. And I feel like we haven't seen a lot of her lately. No. I was just like, yes, Stevie, give us all the sass while you're here. The it's the great. one scene, Stevie, give it to me, man. She was she had all the sass because then yeah. she's like, okay, what is your what's this big night that you have planned? Because obviously right. there's something happening. And yeah, why do you need DVDs right, and board games? Right. Well, David lets her know that he's babysitting. And she's like so excited about this. But you hate Can babysitting. I watch? Can I videotape it? <laughs> it's great. 
It's great. I love it so she much. She even reminds him, she's like, you hate kids. He goes, that is correct. Right. Right. <laughs> this is his She knows nightmare. how horrible this is going to be. Yeah. And as a best friend should, she was like, can I be there? Can I please watch you die in this way? Right. Right. Like, not to help. Just like, I want to enjoy right. your misery. It's right. fantastic. But- he explains that his boss's life is a mess, so he has to do this, but he's a fully capable human being, so he's going to do it on his own, but right. if Stevie sees a Xanax lying around anywhere, to let him know. I mean, don't blame him. Babysitting can be rough. It can be. You're a teacher. I'm pretty sure you could handle one person. I don't babysit, though. Babysitting and teaching are very different. I know that. I'm not teaching, saying they're the like- same. No, I know. But like teaching, like I have stuff to do. Like we're busy all day long. We got things to accomplish, like babysitting. That's fair. I mean, you can get bored. Maybe the kids don't want to play the game or they get bored after two seconds. You have to make them clean up. And it's just. That's true. I don't know. Baby, I don't know. I don't think it's that fun. I mean, it depends on who you're babysitting. Like if you know the kid and you know, like their environment and like you like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think it depends on depends on the age of the kid too. Yes, because like back in the day, like I think we were in high school, I babysat like my mom's friend, baby. That was real boring because babies don't do anything. They just no, but that means you can put whatever you want on on TV as you hold them. Well, yeah, that's true. But like, I would rather a baby over a middle schooler. Oh, for sure. I don't know how middle school people do it. Like your dad teaches middle school and he's, mm-hmm. oh, I don't know how, because middle schoolers drive me insane. Like he's, he doesn't put they're up as much, but I'm just like, they're too much for me. I would, I would sass him. I can't, I can't. It's fine. Yeah. I can't take the sass nope. and the attitude and the nope. hormones. No, thank you. Right. That is not my group to work with. Right. Mine is <laughs> so, but anyway, so David is babysitting. And hope and is hoping to have a Xanax at some point, but that's not gonna happen. <laughs> of course not. Nope. We go back to the vet clinic where Alexis is awkwardly standing at her desk trying to like look busy as Doris watches her. Yeah. And after a few seconds, Doris gets up and she's like, Okay, you know what? While I'm wait, I I, I will buy these treats while I'm waiting. Mm-hmm. Um, did you notice what they were called? I did not notice this week. What were Inclines. they? Inclines inclines yeah i thought that was an interesting name and by interesting that's a I mean, weird like, name what? yeah that's a weird name for, that treat. for the treat. was it the duck flavor that we saw last week i didn't notice the flavor mm. i'll have to look i know but they're called inclines but alexis is like doing her best to like try to convince her not to buy these treats while also not telling her why she shouldn't have to buy these treats yeah but then she comes out with it right well she can't hold you it for mean- very long no, because how you mean, how are you going to let her spend money knowing the cat's right. dead? Like, you can't right. do that. Right. Poor old lady. So she just says, like, he would like them a lot better if he weren't dead. <laughs> and that's just how she tells him. That's how she said. And, and poor Doris is devastated. Just devastated. And Alexis immediately goes into, like, comfort mode and saying all the things, like, he's free now. And so and are so you. Are you. Albert can come over without worrying about dying from his allergies. Like right, and in a way, he's not suffering. And she's like, yeah. the upside is that now Albert can come over without his, al- yeah. like his allergies bothering him. She's so, already got positives, 
right. We can find you a new love of your life, Doris. So Alexis yeah. does a really good job of telling her the news, but also showing her like how she's going to be okay. And I think Ted appreciates it too. Cause he comes yes. out and like, watches this all go down. And I'm like, Oh, he still likes Alexis. Yes, he noticed and- it. Well, cause Alexis responded well because when Doris asked like what happened, Alexis was like, We're not sure yet, but we're gonna figure it yeah. out and everything's gonna be okay. So she like right. did handle it fairly well. Yeah, she did actually. Yeah, surprisingly. Yeah. Yeah. And Ted's probably surprised she handled it so well and probably right. relieved that he doesn't have to tell her now. Right, that he doesn't have to tell Doris. So Because that's and, gotta be yeah. hard. That's something so that there he deals with a lot too, I'm sure. So it's it's gonna be tough, especially if it's a client that you apparently see like every week. Yeah, and he probably feels so bad because oh, he yeah. probably thought there was nothing really wrong because he's in there every week. Mittens is well, so he's probably like she's just like right. Well, also the much. fact that he didn't know what happened and that it was sudden probably like really threw him off to like yeah. What, what did I do? Yeah. What did I do? What did I miss? Yeah, Poor Ted. Yeah. Well, on that note, Mom, I was going to say on that sad note, is it time? It's time. What time is it? What time For is it, buddy? Appreciation break. Time. <laughs> appreciation break. Time. Let's do it. You start Let's this do it. week, buddy. Okay. This week. So I am starting up rehearsals again for another musical review in my theater company. So I'm grateful for my rehearsal times because like they're basically like 15 minute chats with friends of mine that I get to have every, every day. Um, They also keep me distracted and happy and give me something to focus on. So I'm really appreciative of that and the shows that I'm doing that keep me, you know, busy basically. Cool. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Nothing sentimental. Just, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for the, for that yeah cool i'm looking forward to your next one yeah it's gonna be coming fun. Up. it's gonna be so it's gonna fun. Be good it's gonna be good yeah what are you appreciative of um this week is also kind of like my arts that i'm appreciative of like you are with your like work with your company but i've been dancing a bit this week Cause you know, I told you the other day, I've been having kind of just like been feeling off lately. Yeah. So I've been doing like a little bit of dancing. Cause it's always been like a very like calming, like puts me in a better mood kind of thing. So yeah, I'm thankful for, for dance this week. Oh my God, buddy. I'm I know. so happy you're dancing. I know it's been very nice. Don't get too excited. I have not mastered the cheetah girls dance yet. Okay. But it's on fine. my to-do list this week. But I'm just still so happy that you're dancing again. Yeah, I love so that. I just push my little coffee table out of the way in my living room and have my big open space and I just, yes. just go for it. I so love that's my that. It's been nice. Yeah. Oh, buddy. But yes. it's also reminded me how super out of shape I am because I cannot dance for nearly as long as I used to. That's fair. You'll get there again. You'll get there but again. That's all right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so that's been nice this week. That's good. Oh, I'm so happy. Yeah. Can't tell. I love that Catherine's a dancer. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know why that excites you so, but <laughs> I don't, you know, I just love watching people perform and whatever it is that they enjoy performing. Like, I just like watching people do what they love. It makes me happy. I can't really explain that. And so, like, 
you know, I love watching Ron sing because, you know, that's when he lights up, too. So that's just one of those. I know I'm weird, but I just love. No, you're not weird. You're not weird. But I love that you're a dancer. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited for you. Well, that was a good, that was a good appreciation break. Appreciation break. I got stuck between saying what and woot for some reason and it came out like woot. So I sounded stupid. Fine, there it is. Fine. There it is. Are we ready to get back ready. to play by play? We're ready. Where do we start again? All right. We are at Ronnie's house outside. Johnny and Moira are arriving at the party. That's right. And they're they're having a talk about what this key demographic might be. Because right. Moira tells Johnny that he's probably the only man at the party tonight right and that he needs to handle these ladies just like he did with their landscaper he needs to be strong and forceful right because these are not women with husbands right is essentially what they is what she assume. said that's what um, they before let's talk about moira's outfit because i love her <clears throat> shoes i love the outfit <clears throat> i love her hair like she just killed it today yeah, I think this was the wig you mentioned last week, right? This, yep, you this is it. She had one coming up, and I could not for the life of me remember what it was. And then I saw it today. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yep. How did I forget? It is epic. This one. This is one Red, of my favorite all-time wigs slash outfits of Moira. Yeah, she really got dressed up for the party. She did. She's ready to sell her her little agenda, whatever her you call speech, it. Her policies, whatever. <laughs> Yep. Um, yep. But anyway, She's so ready. I just wanted to mention that because she looks great. But Ronnie opens the door and is not very happy to see Johnny, but lets him in anyway. <laughs> right. Because he was not invited. No. And I really don't think. support Moira, so. <clears throat> I don't think she likes Johnny very much either. No. I think, well, <laughs> we're, we'll get there because I, we'll get there. <laughs> That's funny. I don't think she, like, dislikes him. I just mm-hmm. think she would prefer to him not be around <laughs> Johnny just doesn't know how to communicate correctly, and Ronnie just right. doesn't have a lot of patience for his inability to communicate or just say what he needs to say. Yeah, and so she's, she's like, she's a very him. direct person. Yes, so, and he tries to like circle around the topic before right. he finally blurts it right. out in a super tactless way. Right. Well, he try, and that's the thing is that like his indirectness is coming from his like desire to be correct in everything he says I guess um but it also makes it seem very like fluttery and that's not yeah that's not good either so yeah I think that's part of the big thing is that he doesn't he's not direct with Ronnie and that's what Ronnie prefers yeah which I love because it's like yes Ronnie demand demand your directness yeah she's great I love it and then we move to the motel Oh Where gosh, yes, we do. David is sitting <laughs> on Alexis's bed awkwardly. As when Why? His stepdaughter sits on his bed awkwardly. Why? Why is he not sitting on his own bed? Is what I want to know. Maybe it was it's... just the most comfortable. Maybe he was trying to be nice to her and offered her the nice bed, which is obviously his bed. He must have. I want to know if that's what happened, or if she just like plopped herself down there, and he was just like, "Okay, we're here now." I don't you know because they mentioned the sheets later, so I'm not sure. I think that he did it because okay. when she mentions the sheets and talks about like how he brought them up, if he didn't want her on there, I feel like he would have that would have come up. 
That's probably true. So, so he's I just feel being like nice. he was trying okay. to be, yeah, like a good host. Yeah. Um, and but also there was, being yeah. a good host. He offers her coffee. Isn't she 14? I think she's around that age. She's like middle school, you early high school. It's, it's late high- at night. And he's like, have some coffee. But that's all he has also. I mean, he's got to have water. If he has I mean, coffee, he has water. Maybe. But B, <laughs> I started drinking coffee in high school. So, like, it's not that weird. Okay. But do you also have a coffee addiction now? That's irrelevant, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> and also, did you get your best wow. friend hooked on coffee and Starbucks? Well, fuck off, first of all. First of all. <laughs> Because now we're both like <laughs> caffeine addicts. Okay, you're right. Don't start coffee in high school. Don't do it, y'all. Don't do it. Oh my god. Okay. Wow. I was not expecting you to hit that. Hit me with that. But it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> so sorry. It's I love fine. that David decides he doesn't want it to. When he realizes they're out of sugar, he's just like, I don't really want it. I don't want it. But if you do, <laughs> right. But it's uh, too I love late it. for her. She's already ran to the bathroom by the time right. he figures out he's, there's no sugar. He goes to get her some, and she has awkwardly snuck into the bathroom, and he's just like, what What happened? Um, right. Asks her if she's okay, and she just says, something happened, but don't look on the bed, because that's the way to say that. Right. If you don't want somebody to look there, just you know, tell them, and they won't be tempted to look. Right. Um, but he goes over and looks on the bed and is horrified. Yeah. He, he does He does a really good dramatic but, cast. That's yes, cool. but he, David, handles it so much better than you would have expected he, David to I that. was shocked. Right. Shocked. We don't get to see his full reaction yet, but I right. could not believe it. Right. He was, he handled it okay. He told her, it's okay. Um... But obviously, Wendy's stepdaughter has bled onto his bed because she started her period. Right. So that's where we're at. Um, we go to Ronnie's place. Yeah, and Moira is getting ready to give her speech. Right. Um, Moira finishes some sort of joke and is like, I would be remiss if I did not talk about some of these policies or whatever. Um. But then Johnny comes over. But Johnny comes over and he goes, Moira, before, can we talk for a minute, for a second over here? Yeah, because he has realized that um, they have misinterpreted the, the situation. The key demographic. They, it's, they believed that it was a room full of lesbians. And in his attempt to tell Moira that that's not what they're standing in, Moira goes, oh, John, you think every woman's flirting with you? <laughs> Right. And he's like, no, no, it's not that. The right. lady over there has a husband. A, a real male husband. <laughs> like a man. Um, and so they realize like, oh, no, because they have written happened. this speech for a certain demographic. That is not this one. That's not this one. And so <clears throat> Ronnie comes over to check on them, make sure everything's OK. So Moira just straight up asks, she's like, OK, what is the key demographic that you re- were referring to? Right. Um, entrepreneurs was Ronnie's answer because every woman there was a member of the Women's Business Association. Yeah. And they've all started their own businesses, right? Which. And they're all ready assume? to go when Moira is ready with her speech. 
Yeah. So she starts to panic because obviously the speech that she has written is not going to be quite as potent. Right. With um, this demographic. Right. Or even relevant for this demographic. So, not even at all. Because she did it so specifically. We find out later. And I was just we like, find out oh, later how specific gosh. she went. Yep. It's yep. Um, but that idea. happened. So she's panicking, getting ready to put on a speech. Then we right. go back to the vet clinic where Alexis is like spraying down one of the silver tables or whatever. Yeah. And Trying Ted walks in. Ted walks in. Why did you say it like that? I don't know. I just was like, Ted. Ted walked in. That's not um, how you're supposed to say Ted. You're supposed to say Ted. Okay. <laughs> Ted <laughs> walks in. He's impressed with Alexis because it's not, yes. not everyone can, in the same conversation, tell someone about the death of her cat, make a love connection, and sell their most expensive urn. She really just... She went for, for it. Yep. Three for three. And he was very impressed because, you right. know, that is hard to do. It's very hard to do to set up a left connection when someone is grieving their beloved right. pet. Right. But also sell an expensive urn. Yeah. So there we go. So Alexis did that. Um, and then Ted asks, you know, what is it that you wanted to talk about earlier? <laughs> I don't think oh. that this is what she wanted to talk about earlier. Mm-mm. But she says vacation days. She wants to know how many two-week vacations a year she gets. <laughs> I love Ted, too, because he's just like, right. well, let's start with one. Right. And we'll go from there. Because he, he doesn't, doesn't want to completely crush her dream. Right. But can I say, as the person who gets, like, a lot more than that every year <laughs> for vacation, I don't know how people do it with only two weeks off a year. I would lose my mind. Like, I am well aware that teaching has some of the best vacation days. Like, that's a major perk. Because I get, like, almost two months off in the summer. I get, like, three weeks at Christmas, two weeks at Thanksgiving. Like, I get, like, three months off a year total. It's amazing. It's nice. I love yeah. it. I don't but know you how you do it with work your ass off for a lot more in, a, like, different ways. Too. Different, yes. But still. Yeah. I don't know how people do it. I would lose my mind. I'd be using up all my sick days every year. It's Sometimes tough. you just need a break. Sometimes you do. And I think that's the hard part about the, let's not get into the conversation about the working situation. That <laughs> yeah. And everything that's it's messed up mess with right the system. Now. It's fine. We'll move on. Now we're going to. The we're back to motel with David. And what's the stepdaughter's name? Do we ever know? I don't I feel like we learning. should know. Did we learn it? But I don't know. I feel like at some point we do, Girl, but who knows? My stepdaughter, I don't think they say. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, we're at the motel with David and this teenager. Right. Who has started her period. Right. He, and she's, yep. not, she's not upset about that. She's upset because David has been talking constantly about how much he loves these sheets. And she's scared that he's going to be so mad. Right. Because he talked about the Egyptian thread count and like, how expensive the sheets were so she just felt really bad yeah um and david which is felt, a whole nother thing right to have to worry about that on top of your first period like right thing. right so she but, she but she like communicated that well and david did a good job of like reassuring her like no i'm not upset david he was a champ yeah he mentions the health accessories that she can like have access to that alexis has in there um and yeah. he goes to get one of his sweaters 
for her to tie around her waist. Right. Which we know David loves his clothes. Right. And just their objects in general. So if that was super sweet. Right. Like he that's, handled that that's like so well. to him. So that's a lot. So we're really proud of David here in this moment. Yes, we are. Um, and then, good for yep. And then our last scene, we go to Ronnie's place again. Oh, God. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Moira fiddles Moira through her notes. Her speech. Yep. She fiddles through her notes <sighs> trying to find anything that she could say to this group of women. And anything relevant equality, to the world. Freedom. Freedom. Marriage. <laughs> this rights of every community. And even more specifically, the business, business community. community. No faction <laughs> like that deserves anything. discrimination. Most especially the business faction. <laughs> right. She really just tries so hard to make the speech work for the right. current. You're all born audience. to be an entrepreneur. Really you can't help it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then she says that her top priority is to change people's perceptions of women like them because they did not choose this life. Right. They're changed the ignorant and misguided. Right. I just they did not choose this life, these business women. <laughs> she she stops it, realizing so that she funny. sounds like a dumbass. And yeah. is essentially just like, you know what, I'll just leave it open for questions. Right. Just what do you want to know? God. So essentially they ask her question like we want to know, we want to elect someone who knows the difficulties of working and raising a family. Um yeah. and Moira tries to say, Oh, well. I was an actress for six and a half years and I raised $2 million, but also two children. But I also. Well, Johnny has to point out the children, though. Right. She just said $2 million. Right. And he jumps in with and two children. That's what the question's about. Right. Which, let's be honest, she did not raise her children. No, she didn't. We know Adelina did all that, all her staff. Right. And she did not run a business. She She ran. Yeah, she ran. She. She told Adelina the things and Adelina controlled the staff. So no, for sure. Moira has not done what she's saying, but essentially yeah, she, she just, claimed, yeah, she claimed to have managed a staff of 12, which is, got their attention as like business women. They're like, Oh, you owned your own business. Right. No. no, 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 no. But, but we do learn that she had her first job at the age of 10. Right. And that she does she know was... she does know the the worth of a hard day's work or whatever she says. Yeah. Um. They question that like she's she only been there in... a year, and so that she uses that as a way to like connect with the mm-hmm. women by like she names them and saying that I learned this from you and I learned this oh, yeah. and I know the value of a hard day's work. So trust me when I say right. that. Like I know what it's like to to be. I'm like with you guys basically. Um, yeah. Like tells them that she's no different from they are, and t- says that she'll work her time on council or put put as much work into her time on council as these women put into their businesses every day. So right, essentially, right. pulls a good speech out of her ass somehow. Somehow she made somehow. it work. How? I love that Ronnie like looks around at everybody and then starts the clapping. Right, like, and everyone right. goes off of Ronnie. Yeah, they give a little give a little excitement there. Um, and then we kind of skip ahead a few minutes where Johnny's talking to Ronnie about the successful event and thinks that it went well considering 
Mm, this is where he sticks his foot in his mouth. Right. And this is what I mean when it. I say that he can't communicate to Ronnie because he was like thinking that everyone was. Ronnie goes black. No, how I mean well, that no. we thought you know, younger. No. No. I, you know, we have no problem with women <laughs> seeing other women. Yeah. Before I was joining the conversation, he's like, oh, John. <laughs> John. Yeah, and he's like, well, no, no, no. Like, we're very supportive of the LGBTQ community. <laughs> and, yeah, and probably like, them. why didn't you just say it? <laughs> but, you know, they had a successful event because I noticed Moira in the background was collecting some checks. Like, people made some do- donations for her. Like, they right. did, yeah. So they did have a successful they event. Liked her. She thanks Ronnie and they, they dip out, basically. Um, mm-hmm. And it kind of just ends with Johnny closing the door and he sees Ronnie sitting there with the other woman who I don't think we found the name of ever. Um, no. And they just laugh and then that's it. That's it. That's it, everyone. I love that Ronnie has a good sense of humor about it all. Oh, though. yeah. Well, you have to at that point because Johnny's dumb. So, well, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, stand out. Stand out shit. Who's your standout? My standout this week is David for how he handled the situation with Wendy's stepdaughter because I was just shocked that he handled it so well Yeah, because I thought he was going to fall apart, freak out, but he did so good. He was so nice. There was a lot of growth there for him. I was between David and Alexis, so because you said David, I'll just say my reasons for Alexis, Okay, which were also that she had her first big day at work and like after being told something by her boss, really took it Mm -hmm. and did something and tried and like you know she cleaned and was like doing better obviously and so she's also still growing in her own way so it was between the two of them for me good one what about your favorite moment oh okay my favorite i'll go i'll go my favorite was moira's speech same That whole scene was just amazing how she really tried to keep going with the speech she had. And then she's just like, eh, this isn't working. This Forget is it. not working. Let's just go with it. And she improvises and then makes, you know, some good statements in the end. Yeah. That's also my favorite, yeah. my favorite moment for sure. Cool. Yes. Uh, we did it. There it is. We did it. Another episode 10. What a- Next week. Yeah. We have the motel guest. Yeah, <laughs> don't forget, buddy. Motel guest. Uh, you had to text me today what we were doing, and you might have to do that next week, but it's fine. I'll remind you. Thank you for your time. I'm just gonna text you the lyrics of the song that plays in next week's episode oh God. over and oh over. God. <laughs> then you'll remember. Right. Oh, goodness. All right. Well, but friends, yeah, we will talk at you next week. Then thanks. Thanks for, for joining us. Bye. Goodbye. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope you had as much fun as we did. And if you did, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Leave some comments and tell us what you love about what we're doing. Join us next week for another episode of Ew, David, a Shit's Creek Giggle Fest.